this computer. Welcome back to Two C's with a Pod. It's just us. No, uh, no one else called an audible this week. Uh, yeah. This was supposed to be a uh, well. We were supposed to talk last week. We we're supposed to talk USA versus Angola. We had uh, committed to that. Yeah. Um, our world changed a little bit between the time that we said we would watch and talk about USA versus Angola, which uh, if you haven't seen that, um, it has spoiler. an amazing, yeah, spoiler alert, the uh, USA win. They, they um, there may or may not be a 46 to one run in that game. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Jeez, that is that's so, so harsh. We kind of felt like, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it'd be a little bit in poor taste. Uh, for us to uh, to do that, I don't know, man. Maybe we should have done it, uh, but we're also pressed for time because we're two pretty busy guys and uh, we have other things to do. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, that was no, a lie. Do we don't have yeah. anything else to do. Uh, and I do think it was kind of important to I don't know just let the events of that week kind of transpire on its own. And uh, you know, sometimes it's just best to kind of listen and chill and kind of i don't know it was kind of a media thing and and i think it's important to you know not that we are in some sorts of ways some sort of media conglomerate or anything or or you know and it wasn't any sort of stance by any means it was just like i don't know i you know and and i appreciate you understanding because it was just like man i don't know you know it's hard to talk about anything other than that and i'm not i don't even know if i'm ready to talk about that everything was just happening so you know i don't know just lots of stuff well, let me lob you a softball. You, oh, please do. you took yourself a Twitter hiatus. Uh, for a little bit, yes. Like how one did, day. How long did your Twitter hiatus last? Was it Black Tuesday? Blackout Tuesday? What was it? What was that yeah, called? It, 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 was, it was that day. I don't know if it was in particular. I, I don't know that I wanted to do it that day because of that particular um, thing. I just needed... I don't know. I just wanted a time to kind of, um, again, let other voices be heard. Um, I think let myself, I, I'm, my new thing now is to, I'm a lot to deal with, um, on Twitter and real life, um, <laughs> just a period, you know? So sometimes I think it's important to give the people around you a break, you know, and kind of, um, you know, so it was just kind of a good, you know, refresh the batteries thing, but I can't stay off there long. You know that like I have a, and, and in fact, I really have you to blame for this Twitter addiction that I have, um, in some ways, um. Yeah, I was your gateway. Yeah, a hundred percent. I was so. your I was your gateway. Uh, our uh, good friend of the show. No, uh, cut that. Yeah. Terrible friend of the show. At Fakeville Prince was talking shit on the you. one terrible um, friend of the show. So every other friend is a great friend, <laughs> but we have one terrible friend. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, when we announced that we were going to take just a few days off that he's like hey i'll jump in a bit again the rule that we have here one rule fpp will never be a guest host yeah no that's if you know like in some ways you know it's it's been going around twitter or social media if you like if what would you put on social media if you'd gotten kidnapped or something was wrong like if you see from two c's that fake phil prince is is hosting in in any way you know Mm -hmm. that we've been kidnapped um, or something really horrible has happened. So please check up on us because there's no way that happens other than like a, a terrible. Yeah, there's scenario. there's no way. Real Phil, <laughs> okay, maybe maybe we'll let Real Phil, but definitely great not. guy. Yeah, great guy. Fake Phil, uh, Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde yeah. scenario, really there. And every fake way. Phil's a piece of shit. Everybody knows <laughs> that. So, um, uh, 
Uh, yeah, that'll be in the uh, description. That'll be in the show description. That way, make sure he sees it. I mean, we might as well title it that at this point. Um, really, maybe title the whole kind of subtitle the whole you know uh, blog or the whole. Um, what do we do? Podcast. Podcast. Yeah. That's all we do. Yeah, whatever we do, nothing. Um, so let let's walk through it. All right. So you you took a Twitter break. Yeah. Things were getting pretty intense there. All right. So we we came off the COVID. And then we uh, we see the horrible video. Yeah. Uh, some of us still have not seen the video and probably won't watch it. Um, but uh, that has kind of sparked some outrage. To say the least. So yes. wa- walk me through your timeline over the last week to 10 days. Because that's oh, about wow. the time that it's... That's about the time that it's happened, right? Pretty incredible um, how sustained um, in some ways. And it, it, you never know like why things happen um, and what's the boiling point and what, what's the tipping point to make something. Because I think every time something like this scenario happens, you start, they, you start to revisit past ones and you go, well, why, why this over um, any of the other things that have happened, you know, in the past few years or even months, you know, that really kind of tip the scales to this. Um, And I I think the only answer to that is just, again, you have a combination of a lot of things. You have video that's very graphic, very, um, it's hard to argue with the video that you see. Um, You have, again, this, this, and I hate to be like slogan or things, but this concept of I can't breathe, you know, going back to um, Eric Garner and the situation that happened in New York with the chokehold, you know, and, and so you just had this storm, perfect storm of events that then turned it into a, a national story very quickly. Um, Minneapolis is a very diverse city. People have a, um, we, we talked about this in other places, but people have a, a, misconception about the Midwest sometimes and that it's all white and it's all country and it's all, you know, like, and, it, and that's very, very wrong. Um, and so first in Minneapolis, you start to watch and see um, on social media and on the news and things, you start to see some protests there. And then it just spread um, so rapidly to the point that then it became another thing. And, and you saw the rioting and the, and the looting and the things like that. So the timeline is hard to even consider. And I think this is the first time I've ever thought about it. You know, really, it's just waiting for the next thing now. Um, or it was there for a while, whereas maybe now things seem to have been um, settled to the point now it's really like, can we reflect on why it happened, what we're going to do next, all those things, you know. So a couple questions. Have you noticed that these things are system or uh, there's patterns to them? Sure. So in 1968, you had the Watts riots. And then yeah. you had the Rodney King riots. I don't know if that's the official. The, that was the event that sure. sparked the it. LA riots, Rodney King riots. Yeah. Sure. And then, and that was 24 years between those two. Yeah. And then this is about 28 years. Yeah. So it's, it's very cyclical. Now, um, and they always happen. Those happen in warmer months. Do you think that the pandemic had something to do with it, right? So a lot more people are sitting at home watching viral videos, or do you think the fact that we have, and we've talked about it on this show, everybody's a reporter. Yeah. Everybody can just like it. Everybody can come in and like whip their phone out and take a video. 
So as odd as it sounds, like there are times where people will come into our store and like try to video us making their product. Yeah, Um, sure. You know, right. Just to, just to put it on their, their story or something, but technically like we should probably be like, Hey, you can't do that for, you know, trade, trade secrets. It's sure. Internet intellectual property or something. I guess people, people feel like they have a right to record any interaction you know, however they see fit. Now, I'm not saying that what happened on those streets of Minneapolis should not have been recorded, but my point is, is that everyone has a video recorder in their pocket that they can just record anything, right? So that's a huge part of this. I mean, again, the visual aspect of it, if you were just hearing this as a written story, um, I I think, again, it doesn't resonate near as much, Um, you know, and when you're thinking about timing from after the pandemic and things like that, I I do think that's a huge part of this, Andy. Like there is, um, I think people being cooped up is a a huge part of this, you know, like there's a level of, um, I mean, I, I think everyone feels it, you know, I feel it in myself, I feel it in my reactions with my kids, with my own family, you know, there's just a level of, tenseness you know to um the world and then when you've got this you know like every interaction you have you go out like when you go in to dunkin donuts i went this morning you know and i had to go i was trying to go to the drive-thru but they kind of messed up my order so i had to go in it's just weird you know like everything is tense and nervous and like and so when you mix all that in with some such a a cultural event like that happened it's so visceral thing you know and then it just you know and and well and i think you bring up I think you bring up a good point that people are already on edge. Oh, 100%. and then they see something that just does not feel right, regardless, you know. And again, uh, you know, you're you're gonna call me the unicorn because <laughs> you know I'm one of those people that can see both sides of it. I believe sure. that Black Lives Matter. I believe that Blue Lives Matter. Right. I believe that you know we can do better and we should do better. Right. Um. But yeah, I, no. what I find where I found myself getting real cynical and I don't know if frustrated is a word, but just kind of, you know, that looking at it is when COVID-19 started, every company that I've ever done business with online felt that had my email felt the need to send me an email telling me what they were doing to address the COVID-19 pandemic. Absolutely. It's crazy. Fast forward a couple months, every company that I've ever done business with online is now sending me an email saying that they support racial equality. I look at it as like, is this something you should really have to tell me? (laughs) Like, I feel like you should just, this should, and, and, and that's probably where somebody would say, well, that's your white privilege to me. Well, it's, it's again, maybe it's, or, or it goes to show you that maybe we do, you know, and maybe the need for that comes down to the fact that people, um, you know, and in our, all our communities and all the things we do, it's just something to keep aware of, you know, and so maybe those statements, but they are cynical. I understand what you're saying. And there comes, well, a lot of them are very corporate speak to, yeah. you know, um, and, and I saw I one that I was I'm uh... not moved by that. What moves me is, is, is where you spend your money 
how you, you know, who you support. I mean, because a lot of these corporations, especially, they support political candidates. So if you say you believe in all Black Lives Matter here, but I know you spend your money here on presidential slash, you know, senatorial, whatever it is, the money you spend politically is over here. Then I, I got no time for this, you know, your very useless words. If, you, if your actions don't speak, you know, then it's a waste of time. Well, and that that's interesting, again, because that goes to the, the difference between you and I to where I, you see everything as political, <laughs> sure. right? So, oh, I do. I saw the, uh, I saw the <laughs> I thing is like Burger King got, you know, Burger King's tw- trending is like, oh, was it, you know, okay, well, CEO. It's never good. You know, corporate, corporate guys yeah. got to be like, oh no, what did, what did we do? <laughs> The, the thing is, is I'm sure that guy has contributed to the Trump campaign, and I bet that he's probably contributed to the Biden campaign. They they do it all, of course. And, and every in every organization that I've worked for that I know that has contributed politically, they go both sides. They contribute to the side they believe is going to win, and but they hedge their bets and contribute. Let's say I've got hundred grand to contribute. They might go, you know, 75, 25, 80, 20. Absolutely. And they, and they have favorites. I mean, I think, you know, when I say favorites, I mean, in the sense that there's more business friendly politicians, right. And there's more business friendly parties. There's more, you know, so there is a level of, they may, they may want this guy, but they ain't stupid, right. They're also going to give who is ever in power, that's who's going to get the money, you know? So Sporting KC gave a ton of money to Sam Brownback, you know, when he was president or when he was, oh God, don't let me say president, mm. Brown, Sam mm. Brownback in the same sentence. That's disgusting. Um, when he was governor of Kansas, you know, and I, again, I don't, I, you know, I do not love that guy. And that was ugly, you know, in a sense. And I didn't, you don't know, feel great about it, but then you also go, that's, that would be dumb for them not to, you know, why would they fight the, 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 the politicians in the state that they have yeah. to work in, that they have to, that they need favors from at times that they need all kinds of stuff from. So yeah. Yeah. I, I do think you have to be careful about me and me and my mom were having a conversation about this, you know, and it, it was about Chick-fil-A, you know, and, and they've kind of changed a lot of their policies and a lot of their things, you know, but they, they came back up in a deal, right? I don't know if you heard about this. I hadn't. Um, but the whole, like, I guess if, if any of their employees had Black Lives Matter on their Facebook pages or something like that, they were getting mad about that. And I don't know, again, and we were just talking about it. And I go, man, they have such good chicken nuggets, though. Like, they got the best. I can't, I can't resist it, you know. I might not love what they're doing, but well, my God, they're nuggets. So, and, you know, like, and they, they've done better, so I feel better about it. But you also, like you have to part of me goes yes like i i want to spend my money in in ways that supports the right things but it's also very hard not you know you wouldn't well, like, be able uh, to spend your money anywhere for and i guess you're going to you're going to probably give me the uh, michael jordan republicans buy shoes uh, argument even though the jordan brand I don't, i'm sure you saw what they they did for the very movement, impressive but, um, I didn't notice. I, I didn't notice a retweet from you on that. So, um, I'm, uh, but admittedly, maybe it was on your Twitter hiatus. Uh, Let me. Oh, I'll say it publicly. Good for him. I, again, good for him. No, uh, uh, but but here's the thing. It's the same thing that I told you with the LeBron James thing. Right now, there is zero zero risk in saying that you support Black Lives Matter. 
Zero Mitt Romney. Risk. Mitt Romney was at a Black Lives Matter um, protest. So if Mitt's out there, then I'll just tell you, you've got a free reign, you know. And I'll tell you, Andy, that's why. And Mitt Romney got a lot of hell for it in, in, in some circles, and people are like, nah, you know, it's just who cares that he walked, you know, blah blah blah. And and but part of me goes, if you're starting to move the needle like that, um, and you're starting to really, that's huge, man. I, again, symbols. Sometimes, and I just, as a study of studier of history, and I don't mean to like act like I'm some sort of you know genius, you know historian or anything. Even though you are, that's fine. I'll no, say not, it. You're a genius historian. Not, not really, but like, but but symbols matter, you know. And and sometimes they feel like theatrics. Sometimes they feel like. But I'm sorry, like some of the most important symbols that we look back on in history were were set up, you know, were literal were literal photo ops and things like that, you know. So those things matter, and and as trivial as they are, um, if we're moving the needle to the point where we're going, we have to address this. Um, the things like the kneeling, Andy, and maybe that's a good conversation for you. Like, where where are you kind of at? You know, because I know that was something that you know you didn't support and did or didn't really care for. You know, in the past, and kind of things have changed in that sense. You know, so it's it's interesting where are you kind of at with this kneeling thing. Now? Well, okay, hang on to that, but I want to <laughs> I want to back up to some poor Drew said. Brees. I want you to I, just do what Drew Brees did, so that everyone can yell at you on the internet. Like poor Drew Brees. I mean, I, I hate to say poor because. Come on, he'll be fine. Some of this, like, oh, I feel well, bad I'll, for Drew. But. I will, uh, I'll answer your question. Uh, okay. But I, I want to back up. You said a word that I, I can't oh. let go. Uh, two words that I can't let go. Um, you said photo op. Uh, right. You know where I'm this, going here. Yeah, uh, this is worthy of talking about. Gee whiz. It Dude, just shows you the, talk, the, talk the shallowness. To, talk to me about the, uh, the photo op of the... Uh, of, of your president oh andy geez in that in in this scenario that hurts even much that much more um no this this goes to the amount of toughness and when i say toughness i don't know how to like explain it the your ego has to as much as there's such an ego we've you've talked about like to be president your ego has to be just incredibly in some ways almost out of control um, to allow yourself to think you could kind of run the country in some ways. And, and all these guys have that Barack Obama, if you're, you're joking, if you don't think he didn't have, you know, a very, um, you know, I don't know, he, you know, he, he wasn't afraid to let you know. Um, but this man has a, like a shallowness and a, a insecurity that you cannot have as a president. And the minute you become president, you take a lot of shots and it doesn't feel good and you get you get beat down. I mean, we see these pictures. We've talked about it, you know, of, of presidents on day one. And then when they they step out of office, it is a brutal experience. But the idea of just because he was getting talked about being in that bunker. Right. And he felt like he looked weak. He he, he pulls this stunt to look tough and then holds the Bible upside down in front of a church says nothing the, the reporters ask is that your bible just the one time he could have just lied just lie and say yes it's my bible he says it's a bible <laughs> he says it's a bible just lie. it's okay no one's gonna be like if he goes yes it's my bible no one's gonna be like oh trump that's not your bible i mean they, they accuse him of a lot of lying right but he goes it's a bible <laughs> i mean it's the most Wait, was the was the bible upside down 
I don't, well, I don't remember it being me. upside down. Okay, here's but. my thing. You tell me. You tell me. when I, And again, I'm no biblical scholar. or But now, when Bibles are, and I wish I had like a book here, the reason I feel like it's, whoa, I'm going to decline this call real quick. Sorry. Are you still there? I'm here. I'm here. Uh, just take the call. Bring them on. <laughs> no, I, I, I hated that. I mean, it's cool to have a um, an Apple computer now, but now it's synced up with my phone, and so anything that happens on my phone, like happens on my computer, it's just dude. Just bring them on. We'll just. <sighs> it was my dad. He that would. Be oh, even movie. better, even better. I've yeah, got some questions for Big Chris. <laughs> yes, this would be an interesting conversation <laughs> for him, wouldn't it? We we shy away from this combo, big time. Um, but no, because I, well, tell tell everybody what your dad. Uh, what my was dad his profession? Is a police officer. Yeah, yeah, my dad's a police officer. Long time, 40, 40 years or more. Retired. Yeah, retired, retired or yeah. Yes, he's retired yes. now. He's doing other work, but he's not not doing police work. Um, no. So I I I just think that it's so sad. And we oh, and the reason I think he had the Bible upside down is because I've always thought that when you had like the the ribbon markers. You know what I mean? That kind of stick out of the top of the Bible. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. When you like a bookmark. Did you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never. I've, and sometimes they're kind of built into the Bible, and you just kind of. And it looked like that was kind of how this one was. It was upside down, if that makes sense. Meaning the ribbon was down and hanging down below the Bible. I don't know that many people bookmark. How many people bookmark below? Does no, that I think make sense? that. I think on those ribbons, I think they do come out of the bottom. Oh, do they? I don't know. Yeah. I just always and I because I, I they, see some other people because say because they kind of come around like that. So your spines right here are going to come around, uh, and then when you I just always it, thought it was like it stuck out the top, and then you just that's I don't know. But it, it doesn't matter whether it's. I mean, that is the least of the problems. I'll go the, grab the a Bible problem. and I'll go uh, grab a Bible and and we'll we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, we need to solve this issue. But no, I, but but it's this. It's the force. It's the use of force to get to that church for this photo op purely because he wanted to look tough. Well, is, here, here's the gross. other thing, though, too. Uh, you know, and I, I want to talk about the uh, the protests. Um, mm. So if you have people that are trying to climb the fence of the White House. Okay. Shouldn't there be force to keep those people from climbing that fence? But that's not what was happening before. No, no, no. But, I mean, that's... Like people trying to storm the White House, climb the fence, breach that. Like, I don't. But I, I, have you heard stories of like that? I haven't heard stories. Yeah, I heard that. there were people climbing the fence. Oh no! Like, I mean, I honestly, I have not heard anything like yeah, that. Early, like every- early on, there were reports of people trying to climb the fence of the White House. Oh man! This was before he went into the bunker, allegedly or not, or whatever. But- oh, I thought you were talking about. Oh, I'm sorry. What I'm saying, okay. So let me let me be clear. So if you have protests in hold Washington on, on, DC, well, I'm just, I'm just any... saying. I'm just saying. Hold on, hold on. What what use of force I'm talking about is for him to do the photo op when he came out and walked out of the White House into the church. Correct. He tear gassed. Those clear were the... peaceful. Those were peaceful protests. No one was climbing any fence. No one was doing anything crazy. And I mean, every report from every media person sitting down there was like. People were just standing there. And in fact, it was before the curfew. Like they had set a curfew at like seven and they they did it at like 645. You know, they like literally did it before the curfew on top of it too. And again, 
I, I think it was for that. I, 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 what I believe very much so is that he wanted the, the, the optics of him tear gassing people, of him pushing people out of the way to get his photo op. It was intended to look tough because that is, again, his insecurity is he, he cannot, I, I don't know. I, I just, it's, it's kind of the grossest part of his, he's got a lot of gross things about him, but his, his level of insecurity when you're president of the United States, is just like, you cannot have that to me. Um, but so we're, we're seeing these protesters. Sure. And then there's some sort of clash with police inevitably. We've yeah. seen it around everywhere. Yeah. Not, so I mean, you know. if you have tons of people, even before this, if you have tons of people at a high school football game, for example, there's some sort of police presence. Mm-hmm. Um, in a lot of respects, the police are feeling as if they're being attacked. At right. The football so the, game or the no, protest? no, 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 uh, at the protest. Right. So you're, you're really protesting against the police is who the, the folks are there. Right. Sure. So now you're bringing these police into a fair to say a hostile situation. The created, whole purpose created, created well, by the, them though. The whole, <laughs> I mean, that's the only. The okay, only. so well, let's let's maybe let's jump into that. If you don't like the way the police treat your citizens, yeah, it has nothing to do with Donald Trump. It has Ooh. every, it has uh, everything to do with your mayor sure. and your city council. Agree or disagree? <laughs> There's, there is national things that can be done and there's national tones that can be set. I'll just tell you that after Ferguson, um, you know, Obama put together a task force that literally but, set But these set things out. happened during the Obama administration too, right? And we didn't hold Obama accountable. We didn't hold Obama responsible. Well, I want you to think about the difference between these, those two places and those two things. Okay, Andy, I'm just going to tell you the difference in how it's handled to me, and, and you can disagree if you want to. Think about the Ferguson riots. Where else did that happen? And where else did the protests happen? Where else was the looting or any kind of problems? Uh, I, what I'm going to tell you is, is that Donald Trump as president has fanned the flames of this to the point that it has become a national thing, way more than a conciliatory president did which was someone who brought people together and said, I'm not going to be a tough guy and bring in the military and bring in the force. I'm going to try to work with communities and try to figure this out with mayors and, and actually show that I, this national presence or presence is not all against you. It's actually for you too. We're for the police and we're trying to figure this out. We're also on the government side, but we're also somewhat here on the side of the people and empathizing with that. Our president hasn't said a word about this, you know, like in, in a meaningful way to, saw, to, to help heal this. And in fact, all he has done is, it, it, again, in, in make it much more inflamed. So to me, if you look at his handling of this compared to Barack Obama's, it's a perfect example of where you go, here's a human and decent, person a competent president that contained the issue consoled the issue and figured it out to a point where it didn't become a literally a riot in the streets of every city in america to a president like we have that 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 turned it into that and i think if you want to say he's the only one he's not the only one in any way that's responsible for it but he has a huge responsibility there in my mind so the other thing is is i think all these people that are out protesting 
the CDC told them it's okay for you to go <laughs> protest. So you can leave your house. So they're like, Oh, sweet. He's going to give me something to do. It did um, kind of backfire in some ways. Right. I mean, the reopening like Trump's, and, and a lot of people's push to reopen didn't help with this because in some ways you're right, you know, and, and, you know, so there, there's a lot of things that have made this, that's not Trump's fault in a sense, like the timing, obviously the events in Minneapolis itself was not his deal. Um, but again, there's ways that a president deals. With, I mean, look at what George W. Bush, I mean, I, I don't love how he's kind of been whitewashed in all of this a little bit because I don't love his presidency, but I mean, he knew how to at least speak to the whole nation in a way that wasn't, uh, that didn't inflame things and make things worse. And he knew he, he could rise to the occasion and make it not about politics. And this man cannot, can, I mean, it's beyond. Well, and I, I don't want to lose my main <laughs> point either. My main point was that if, the police chief reports to the mayor. If yes. the, if Did the you see him chief, booing down the Minneapolis mayor? Like, in the, the, right. try, I mean, if, the poli- if you don't like the way that you're, if you don't like, you know, the police chief can, fi- or the mayor can fire the police chief. In a lot of places, yes. So, not all, not all, but in a lot of places, yes. So if you don't like the way that your police are treating your citizens, it's really a mayor issue. It's a city council issue. And, and that would be another question that I would ask for, anyone that attended the rallies in our town on, uh, I believe June 2nd or 3rd, whatever that Tuesday was. Yeah. How many I voted stickers were on people? And and here's why, here's why I ask because those were city council races. If you want to impact things like this, this is a local, this is a local issue. It's a local, that's my belief. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with you 100. percent I mean, I would never, never disagree with you. Um, on the, oh, on come the on! Importance. You would, you would disagree. No. You disagree with me all the time. We disagree on everything. It's whole, whole reason for our show. Yeah, I know, but I just mean on the in, in the sense that the most important thing you can do is um, work is vote. And and I, I literally talked to my kids in fourth grade about that. That I, I'm sure, surely they're going to remember Mr. Campbell telling them when they're 18, you know. Um, but it, it's it's beyond me why that's not more important to people and in local elections. Although I will tell you, like I tried to vote in my local election, um, but I literally had no one to vote for because I, I I looked up everything about every person that was in my local city election because it was just a municipal yeah, it's just election. Yeah, municipal. Right. And now I don't know how much was going on city council wise in Kansas City as well um, and what the deal was there. Um, But going back to mayors, I think Mayor um, Lucas in in Kansas City has done what he um, can do. Um, Does uh, does Layla want to make a run in on the the pod? Let's bring Layla. Let's get Layla's take on Mayor Lucas. What's that? Let's get Layla's take on Mayor Lucas. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, no, she, uh, but no, he's, and, and, and again, there's only so, I, I will say this, and, and let, maybe this goes back to the defund, defund the police argument in, in, in our in conversation, right? And that's what a lot of mayors are being pushed to do. And there's, again, that slogan, if you, if you tell, take it. Tell at, me about that, because when I read defund the police, like, and I, I again, I've, I've got, I've been busy. I hit shit. I got shit going on. I don't have time to sit on Twitter all day and, um, you know, go sure. down this rabbit hole. Um, sure. 
like are people literally saying like hey let's not fund our police force is that what because when i hear defund the police i hear either private police you want to privatize the police or no police uh so tell tell me what this one's all about well i think um a couple things and, and it's levels, right? I, I, I would make the argument that defund the police is very similar to the fight for $15 an hour for the minimum wage. And the reason I say that is because it is a very lofty goal that I think if you're a negotiator or anything else, you go, I'm going to go as high as I can with something. And then I hope I get this. Or if I can work my way up to that, that's where I want to be, you know? So um, I, you know, defund the police to me, if you look at the budgets of some of these, especially in these big cities, these police budgets are out of control, Andy, and you as being a money guy, I think if you really dug into looking at the budget of police, um, compared to the budget of other services and other things in a lot of these cities, you would see kind of how out of whack it has gotten because politically you've talked about, um, so much about how politically it's important to, um, you know, like right now it looks good to be for this. I will also say it's never bad to be um, anti-crime, right? And to be, I'm, I, I fund the police. I'm for, you know, you know, for taking care of our, our police and I want us to keep, I want to keep you safe. So there's these ballooning budgets um, that have happened. And so you get to the point where you have a militarized police, Andy. And, and that's to me the number one biggest thing to me when I hear, when I think of defund the police, I think of demilitarize the police. There is no reason for police officers to have the, the gear, the, the vehicles, the things that they have are just out, out of control. There's no... Well, talk to me about the gear and the vehicles because here's the here's here's way I see it. Just by them wearing that uniform, just by them wearing that uniform, they become a target. So are you <laughs> saying that police shouldn't have a bulletproof vest? Andy... But I, I, no, that, that's so what? Whole, what are the gear? What's the gear you're talking about? You don't. Like, you don't see these. You don't see these men on, on on these on these things that look basically like full on commando style military. And and Andy, they're they're showing pictures of what they're getting thrown at them, and it's it's cans of beans, it's um it, it it's it's sticks. It's so rocks. What, I mean, so I, if I, I were to I throw just, a rock at you what would you feel would be an appropriate amount of protection for you to wear? But, but Andy, again, they're being thrown rocks at because again, they are showing, they, they, they are showing force. Do you understand that they also have huge weapons there that they're showing off too? They don't just have these shields. They have massive weapons of that could kill any of those protesters at any point and, and, sh and maul down 50 of so, them if they wanted to. And so, so if the, the protesters idea that show up, should they just not show up? Like why, why should they maybe just not show up? Absolutely. There was way too much police presence that caused a ton of these problems. Absolutely. If you look at everything you see, the 99% of the time, the aggressors were the police. 
it, it, you, these streets, Andy, again, and, and sometimes it's funny because so many libertarians go, they're for the second amendment and they're for, you know, for all these things. But then the minute that people take to the streets and they say, these are our streets, I paid for these streets. This is my taxpayer streets. This is my, you know, these are, this is my city. And, and I'm not going to have this, this tyrannical government take it over. It's just funny how, you know, if it's about money, Boy, those people, those Tea Party libertarians are out going, man, that government, they're going after us. The tyrannical government's going after our money and our things, you know, but when it's people getting beat in the streets and, you know, and everything else and people want to say, no, this isn't all right. They're like, whoa, no, 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 no. Just stay. Don't get it. Don't you dare protest. Don't you get out there. And the perfect example, Andy, is this is the is the reopen protest. We saw everything you need to saw that you need to see about what our country is about when huge amounts, massive amounts of white Americans that with guns, heavily armed white Americans were screaming, yelling, pushing cops, going crazy, like literally, you know, trying to break through cops and cops are pushing them back and they've got heavily armed, they're heavily armed, no tear gas, no batons, no riot gear. You don't even see all the riot gear and the and the and the and the pushbacks with the big visors. And these dudes are in their face, like screaming at them. It's the most bizarre thing. And that's all you need to know to me about this country is that again, when when people of color or when people of of that are poor um, start to say we've had enough, they they strike down with 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 power and force. When people that again, have money and have power and they finally say it's enough, then, well, they're just, they're doing their American duty. And that's what we do in America is we, you know, we, we show the government, you know, so it, it's a bizarre thing to me. Well, because what I, what I've seen of the, the videos that I, I have seen. So I saw the one of the guy in Buffalo, the old man that, uh, uh yeah, she was, yeah. And they're cheering Andy when the guy gets off. I mean, that's the other part of it. That's something that I think me and me and my dad, you know, always have the biggest arguments about in a sense is it was about, they have to call that kind of behavior out instead of protecting it. You know, well, hold on a sec. I, I want, if you have, if you have um, some cops marching, what, what was his purpose? Is he going to get up there and have a conversation with these guys? Are you going to persuade them? Is he going to change their mind? It's one of those things where these guys are walking, get the fuck out of the way. Okay, Andy, I I just, I can't, I I can't imagine that that's, no, I don't know what you mean, buddy, on that one. There is nothing in that video that says to me that that wasn't some of the most horrendous treatment. Uh, Again, this is clearly a man that meant no harm that, you know, was intending, again, regardless of what he was doing, that was not an appropriate thing and allowing him to just, uh, yeah, no, that was, that, that will never be to me. And then to see police officers, then cheer um, when those guys get let off. I just or or well that know. whole that whole emergency task force resigned, right? Then that's to so me now the most. now the city of Buffalo has no emergency task force because the people that have signed up that said I'll protect the streets are being vilified <laughs> because two men pushed down an elderly guy to the point I, I, again they they deserve the vilification. Have some guts, okay, have but, some guts, Andy, have some guts and say those two guys were wrong and they deserve punishment and whatever happens to them is fine. They can go get another job. We act like these people have no lives. If I mess up in my job, Andy, I get fired. It's okay. I go get another job that those men should not be policed anymore. 
They pushed down an elderly man for no reason. And, and, and again, that, that's okay. And those police officers should say, that's not okay. We don't respect, we don't, we don't, we don't respect that. We don't, that's not what we stand for. We are here to protect the public. We are here to protect again and serve not to, not to do something so horrendous like that. Like, so what, I, I what's the answer when, when they're marching from point A to point B, when they're, they don't they're, march, they don't march. They well, walk around. That man was doing nothing again, Andy, that goes back my, to my point that they are the aggressors. They are the aggressors. What are they doing? Why is there 80 heavily armed riot geared police walking in that area? There wasn't even any people to begin with. And, all, and they started just attacking guys like they, they pushed the old man down. Then you see later in the video, they're, they're going after these other people because, again, it's just the most. I, again, I, I, if I, I see in that video, I don't know. It's very. See, that, 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 just goes that to, to me how, is a, that to me is like, hey, OK, you see these guys walking why what what was his purpose up there what what, what was he wanting to do regardless they push him why would you push him over why i mean andy i don't it doesn't matter what you want to do this is america again their 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 orders were get from point a to point b right this guy's trying to stop him this guy's trying to get in their way he's trying to talk to him like probably probably not the time to have a conversation right like if 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 a parent of uh well so we lock down our schools right andy every day every day kids don't follow directions and if oh, i push I mean, them if down I, if i if push them pa- down if i push them down if every time a kid walked i'm i'm trying to walk them from a to b and the kid gets in my way and i don't like it because i'm the boss and i'm in charge and i gotta I, you know you should not the time to talk man i'm trying to get him to art like dude, what, what if I, a parent what if a parent this. decides that you know what i'm coming in and i'm going to talk to you at you know 10 34 are, are they coming into your classroom and having a conversation at that point? How, how is that? How is that in any way equivalent to a man in the street? Because you're doing your job and this guy is coming in and saying, Hey, I pay your taxes. I'm a taxpayer. You're a school teacher. I need to talk to if you. If I attack it. a parent, if I attack a parent in the hallways. No, yes, I mean, if that parent comes in, if that parent comes into your classroom, while you're teaching them yes andy i still cannot attack them i still cannot push them over if they have not physically attacked me and why would a police officer be allowed to do that just because he's walking from point a to point b i get to talk to them they are i pay them i mean i hate to be all like that i do i really hate to be like that i do but they they serve at the mercy of my taxpayer money they are not there to push me over for me to come and talk to them there's 90 of them. There was no eminent danger. So, there was no reason for it. There was absolutely nothing to do other than just being asserting your power. These people are abusing their power. There are people in these police officing officers communities and things that are only there to abuse their power and to, to, to they didn't make it in the military. They didn't make it. They, you know, and they want to, again, just be jerks to people. That's I'm sorry. And they, they have to be rooted out. They have to be rooted out. And this idea that it's, it's just a few bad apples then where are the good apples? The good apples have got to get rid of the bad apples. You can't, you don't get to be a bad apple as a police officer. You have the the life and death of our communities in in your hands. No different than some of these, any other job that that requires life and death, you know? So you've got to stand up and say, again, the perfect example, those four cops that were standing around watching that man kill George Floyd and said nothing, did nothing. In fact, yelled at the, 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 the people around them telling them to fuck off and get away. 
you know, while yeah, that man it, was dying. And didn't and that's, it come that's out that culture. those guys were uh, a couple of them were like on the job less than a week? Didn't that come out? That's the culture. They're so no, no, no. scared I'm asking, to death. I'm, ask, I'm asking. Didn't I don't know? I hope I'm pretty we, sure. I'm not sure I'm, how that's relevant. Well, yeah, it's relevant. Like if you're if you're four days in on the job, and this is the guy. And 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 by Andy, the way, I, Andy, I think Andy, that listen, I think that I, had something to do with killing, it. If someone's killing someone in front of me, I don't care what rank I am. I don't care what. I don't care if I'm a a a the new. I don't care who I am. I'm stopping a human being from killing another human being. Hold on, I, man. I just, Haven't you seen Training Day? I, I, I don't. Again, Training Day with Denzel. Yeah, yes. Training Day. It was like Training Day, man. Um, I know they pull they the the culture. I think that was of, Ethan Hawke's first day actually on Training exactly, Day. So those guys exactly. had four days in before. The culture. I, of I think the, of, that it had something to do with that the the guy that killed George Floyd. I think that he was showing off for the new guys. So, I think he was showing off and he went a so little So what too. you're saying, Andy. I'm not so defending him at all. No, I'm I not know. defending him at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not but saying I'm, that. But what, I'm, but what I think I hear you saying, I feel like is, is that there's a culture in a police community that has to be stopped and has to be ended. And the idea of defunding police is, is that, okay? Is that concept of turning it into a police you'll hear it a lot and it sounds i know cheesy to a lot of people but it's this concept of turning it into a peace force not not a force of of military might and power is what you've seen right now we've tried that i i don't know that you haven't seen crime go down that much everybody says when they watch the news every day about how horrible it's going and everything else so try something different it's it's you know like i i don't see how continuing on the path of what we're doing is going to fix it uh, and and your point to your point about the fact that in the 1960s we were doing this in the 1990s we were doing this now in the 2020s we're doing this when when are we going to do something different and some of that comes down to fixing the police and until they start to say hey this is this is just as much of us problem as it is the society's problem then it's never going to get fixed you know and it's never going to I, I don't know, you know, so that's well, where that I want to ask you, I, want, I got another question for you. When you mm-hmm. go to work, back when they would let you go to work, remember those days? You that could, was cool. Yeah. That was cool. You, uh, I liked seeing children. That yeah, was when fun. you would you would show up at your job, you'd yeah. work at, what time did you get in, like 7, 7.30, oh, 8? Oh, God, no, more like 8, yeah. 8, and then you were there until 4 or 5. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the likelihood that you would come home? Andy. No, I'm just, what was, what was the likelihood? Where where is this rash of police violence that all these people are dying, Andy? And and again, I, I'm sorry. Actually, if I, I would love to look up the statistics because honestly, I'm not sure that teachers aren't killed as in the line of duty in their job as much as police are. I mean, I don't. Oh, I, I, come on, man, Andy, dude. Okay. Dude. In Sandy Hook alone, there was like five teachers. When do you see like seven, eight, nine, ten, ten cops being killed at once? When do you see again, I, I, Andy? I, I don't. Been, I, that argument doesn't work for me. It doesn't because my over. dad. Uh, that's where I will say this. My dad. I, I, my my dad came home every night. Okay, and my dad. My dad was a. And I, I mean, and I'll, I will tell you this. And right or wrong, whatever you want to say about it, I, I believe my dad was a, a good cop. You know, I, I, because I believe he's got a good heart. And I think that's a huge part of it, you know, but bottom line is, yes, everybody has risk in their jobs. They are, they, I, I the, the idea. Did your dad ever, because, uh, did your dad ever fire his revolver? 
No, no, okay. not that so I know. Not, I'm in, the, sure. in the line of duty, he never. Not fired. that I know of. No. Was he ever? Uh, was he ever shot at? No, not that I know okay. of. No, like I again. But I'm sure like, that your dad was in some altercations in his line of. Andy, it is. Don't let me tell you that it's not a risky job. But the idea well, that so what that I'm painting... allows. What I'm trying to say to you is, I'll, I'll just tell you this, Andy, I'll, and you can say what you want and you can laugh at, at the comparison if you would like to. But if you don't think, honestly, adults in schools every day are, are attacked, physically attacked by, by kids. We are trained on de-escalation. We are trained on how to literally take it. We are trained on holds to protect the kids and to protect ourselves. We are, why, why is that concept not, not, and, and, and we are taught ultimate restraint, ultimate restraint. Some of these kids are 16, 17, 18 years old, huge human beings. And some of these high school teachers are, are very much physically threatened by them, hit whatever it is. And they, a lot of times have to take it because they know again, that, that ultimately that's their role in the job that they're doing is to accept a certain amount of that because that's their job. A police officer is no different than me. Like, it, I, again, I, I, that argument to me will never resonate in any way in the sense that that, that, that should never come into play. And in how, if, if that's how we think about policing, then it'll be, a, then it is a war zone. It's a war zone then. And then that's what we will have because it's, it's them again, they're getting killed. And so they've got to kill back. You know, like they've got to defend themselves. And I just don't see that. I, I, I don't see that police officers well, have any. My, my point is, is that if you're in a job every day where you, you got a pretty high likelihood of coming home, but you're not, it, it's much lower than someone like me or someone like you or someone in another profession, you're going to be on edge. And so That's where training I've, and, and I've had some them. conversations with some of my friends. They're not, I'm obviously not going to name names, but they're longtime police officers. And I remember distinct conversations with some of them that, is, yeah, you know, I, I got to get out because I don't like the way that I don't like the person that I've become. Because yeah. if you're seeing the worst of humanity every single day, for years and years and years, it hardens you and, and the things that you see. So I know, my, Andy, my but point I'm... is, is that my point is, is that they're seeing the worst on a date on a daily basis. They, they see people at their worst. They see people, like I said, worst of humanity, the worst behavior, the worst. And oftentimes they're the ones that are showing up, pulling some dude off of, you know his girlfriend that he's you know knocked her eye out right i know andy listen that is 100 percent accurate but so what, what are we supposed to do so in that situation what what so ask him politely to what stop I, what i what i think again is the difference between so 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 teachers just let other kids attack kids you get what i'm saying like there's a way of de-escalating and keeping people safe that doesn't actually involve a lot of the violence that you see, um, but that's okay. You know, that's that's a different argument for a different time. You know, but well, like, but, what, but in what high I, schools, don't they is, put they put a male teacher in? Like, they're not going to have a pod that's going to have four 
female teachers, right? That have listen. There are many situations where female teachers, male and female teachers, are in very scary and very rough situations. I will only say this again: is that if we're going to have here, maybe just boil it. Like catchphrases are good. And, and they work. That's why defund the police is such a big deal now. And it'll get hung around all these Democrats to the point that, you know, it'll be a nightmare for them. So no different than like changing healthcare, you know, they'll try to make it well, a what they're gonna kind do of albatross. They're... But like, but because people don't want to spend any time again to dig into what they really mean by that. But to me, here's the, the, the best example of it, like, is this is, to, is less cops, more training, more pay. That's what we have to have. That's what we have to have. We have to have and I, I, again, I don't mean to, to, again, compare it to my prof- profession or what it is, but the expectations on cops, like you are saying, is incredible. They are social workers. They are counselors. They are peacekeepers. They are um, the, the amount of stress and jobs that they have been put upon themselves uh, or that, that, that has been put upon them um, by society is, is awful. And what hasn't happened is pay. And so uh, sometimes this is what frustrates me is that this is where your tax money goes into and people that want to pay low taxes don't want to pay police pay. They've got to understand that that's where it comes from. Like if you want, you do understand that if you are paying lower taxes, that that means you are paying for less police, less quality police, less quality fire, less quality, everything like that. So it's always these weird arguments that I get that just always kind of blow my brain up, you know, sometimes is that, you know, like the money, they, they don't, we don't want to spend money to get quality, but we expect this incredible quality. It goes back to my idea right. of fa- fast food. When I get mad about people, they get mad at fast food, you know, like, like it, maybe if you paid them better with better training, they wouldn't, you know, so you've got choices. If you, you, you either want to pay those people well and train them well, or they're going to jack up your order, you know, like, so you either, so you can't be on kind of both sides. Do you want quality? Then you pay for quality, you know? And so I would love to see, cops get more money so that's the weird thing like i'm kind of for defunding cops but it's a different thing like where do they spend their money where do they spend it spend it in quality places that actually are helpful like there are so many good good community programs out there andy that really reach into the community and help that's what's got to happen you know for every it's it's no different than than a corporation or or any business or team you're in for every stick that you're hammering people with you got to give them a carrot you know, like you've got to be and and maybe in policing, it's 10 carats for every stick, you know, at this point, especially to kind of kind of rebuild that, you know, sense of that we're on your side and we're working to it. And I think they're trying, you know, like there's so many great cops out there and there's so many good people that become cops and you just are, there's a there's well, such and, a blessing. And I but, think that's the thing that needs to not be lost on this whole thing is that we're talking about the point oh two percent. And we spend a, a significant amount of time. Okay, call it ten percent. I don't. I don't care no. what you want to. No, Andy, you're no. I'm fine on the number. I, on I just no. I'm fine on the number. I just want that other ninety. You know, I, I want that other group of people to be more against that point too. And the, I, does that make the sense? Great, the greatest goalie that I've ever seen play allowed a goal once or twice. <laughs> right, Tony Miola. Yes. No, yes, Tony Miola. Actually, uh, I think they allowed two goals. They but did. I want to know about the – so the fact they allowed those two goals, I want to know what happened on those two. And I don't want to worry about any of the other 
and he, got I know, saves, but, but the, the it's a cultural is, thing. Just like I said, they've got to stop cheering. They've got to stop being protective. Like think about if teachers, let me just give you an example. What if a teacher got busted for molestation or something, touched, touched a kid and we, and they got fired. Okay. Or, or maybe it's, maybe that's bad example, but something, something bad, but maybe, you know, you could argue that they maybe shouldn't be fired or whatever. A parent and, walked and into their room while they were trying to teach and they pushed, pushed them down. down. And if I, maybe and they got fired. Perfect. Perfect example that it, now, or whatever it is, it would be an odd look if all the teachers were cheering that man or woman as they walked out of the, 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 you know, the police station or whatever, you know, going, we support you, even though you did this horrible thing, you know, like I, I, that's where we've got to shift this concept. And I'm not saying that they should pile on either. I'm not saying that they should turn on their own there, but there's a difference between going, let's, let's clear out the bad apples and, and let's support them too. Like get them counseling and like get them taken care of, like, they do have a hard job and they, they jacked up. They didn't kill anybody. Those two guys in Buffalo, they pushed a guy down when they shouldn't have, in my opinion, you know? So like, I'm not saying their life should be over and ruined, but I also don't know that they should be police officers right now. You know, they're not ready to, they don't have the mentality to me to be someone with that much power. I got to call a timeout on you right now. Uh, I just got an email from uh, overstock.com. Their CEO has sent me their stance on, (laughs) Black Lives Matter. Yes. Uh, we, so please buy our staplers. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah. Get some good betting. Uh, yeah. So it's, overstock.com, uh, they are all in on Black Lives Matter and racial equity. So I know. So I, I am and, and, glad and, and, that at some point I bought from them. Uh, you yes. asked me a question about 45 minutes ago. You remember what it like. was? So you were talking about like the oh the kneeling the kneeling the police officers being oh. you know like they're they're a team yes right uh-huh. and so in a, oftentimes in a team you're gonna have somebody you gotta have somebody's back and you gotta you gotta pick up for your brother and you're gonna you're gonna be protective right <laughs> yes um, Andy but dude but there is on, lines I'm, I'm, I know I know I'm you're not, not done I know I'm not done um uh I think Drew Brees is one of the really good guys of the NFL. Um, okay. I think that Drew Brees also realized after what he said that he ran a very high risk of losing his locker room. And I Rightfully think the, so, but okay. I my, think my. the risk of losing a locker room gained him from some perspective on the apology that he wanted to make and how he would handle it going forward. Um, I think I've read some stories today that Roger Goodell's statement was in direct response to the, the players video. Right. Have you, have you read this specifically? No, I haven't read. No. Specifically the fact that Mahomes appeared in that video. I, I that did is the, see, yeah. There, I did see some re- article that was going around on undefeated or something. Yeah. yeah that was talking that about the, re- the poll that he has in the league has swayed the has swayed the office so well i geez uh, i would hope so i mean that's really cool and that's that's and that's what i said that's what i was telling you about lebron the different when you said well what's the difference between lebron and colin kaepernick well lebron's the face of the nba patrick mahomes is quickly becoming the face of the nfl well sure right so if the face of your league comes out and says something versus a 
I, I don't want to disparage Colin Kaepernick, but Colin Kaepernick was not the face of the league. He wasn't an all pro. He wasn't, he wasn't no, I, anything. Right. So it, it's a lot easier. I think he was better it's, than nothing. I mean, he was, a you know, he was in the MVP conversation for that year and he took the team to the Super Bowl. I mean, like he, I do think he gets discredited sometimes weirdly because like I've seen bad quarterback play. Like I've seen some really just disgusting quarterback play in the last few years that I go, Colin Kaepernick is 1000 times better than, than half the quarterbacks in the league. It would be my, it would be close to it. I would say he's probably better than at least 10, 10 quarterbacks in the league right now is my guess. I mean, I, again, I just think he's, I'm not saying he, I do think he, at times he got overrated. Like Ron Jarowski called him, you know, the best quarterback, you know, he was going to be the best quarterback ever, you know, at one point, you know, like, so I, I, I don't know. I, I, the, the, but, but the point is, is when the face of the league comes out and makes a statement. But what's sad is it takes that, you know, like to me, I just think it goes back to this corporate, you know, like I, I that's why I want the chief. Andy, this goes back to the Chiefs and Metros argument, so you'll love this. But Have the like, uh, Metros made a statement on uh... – uh, They will. They're working on it. They're a little slow. They're, we don't have a big, um, you know, uh, staff but, right now. Look, man, um, if, any, if you exist, haven't made but, your uh, – yeah, where no, you like, stand on racial The times racial they are changing. And, like, I, I just – I would love for people – I like it when people get on the front foot of it and don't go, well, since the face of the NBA is saying it and since – you know, or the, uh, the NFL is – Well, but that's that's the point is that once the face of the league says it, everyone else is going to follow, follow suit. So with, um, what they're seeing now with the rioting and or different in the, the violent protests. Well, again, you for a while, he, he, he literally lost everything because he was he was peacefully protesting, you know, so like. I don't know, you know, like I, I just think that and I hope like that that's changing. That's changed a big part of this, you know, like so much has already happened for the good. Um, and just, you know, people having these conversations and thinking about, you know, what's going on and we'll change things, you know, so, you know. So you, you asked me uh, yeah. about the kneeling. Yeah. Um, I will tell you that if if I am in a stadium – this year and the national anthem comes on i will stand i will remove my hat and i will hold my hand over my heart i'm not asking you if you would kneel that's not what Um, i'm asking you and i don't know that i would kneel because again i don't find that to be appropriate for me the question that i have is is do you do you find it like has your perspective at all changed on this peaceful you know protest that this man did as opposed to what's happening now you know like i i, I don't know you know is, you still kind of have the same take on it does that make sense um the drew Brees take the drew Brees I, take is is that you know i feel like it, drew Brees was ambushed first of all like I, I feel like the question Drew Brees was, didn't know he'd be asked about it. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like what he said. I don't feel like what he said was really all, all that bad. Like he said, I have you seen the clip of the guy who told told Kaepernick to kneel? That's the literally Green, the military. Green Beret. Yeah, I, yeah, I just I, I find that yeah. you don't find that a, that at all 
compelling. Like when he literally is saying like, this has nothing to do with the flag and has nothing to do with disrespecting our military, or this has everything to do with police brutality. And, and here, here's, I guess where, here's, I guess where it comes back to me. It's how you were, it's how you were raised. Right. right. So I was raised that when the national anthem plays, you stand up, take your hat off, you hold your hand over your heart. Right. What, what do they say at, at the baseball games when they get ready to play it? Please rise, take your hat off, hold your hand over your heart. Right. You so know what's going to start happening too, which I think is very appropriate. Why do we stay the national anthem in front of, before baseball games and sporting it's events? Just, it's just not necessary is what it's no not. you're right i mean I, it's, I mean i think it's time to, to do away with that i mean I, again that, that's one way to solve this is to stop doing all these like nationalistic things you know that uh, aren't, aren't really necessary in a sporting event to me it's kind of gross if you really think about it again those people are not honoring the they're they're wasted as hell they're free like Dude, it's I, USA, USA. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I. Oh, I so now you're going to gonna shit on the good damn name of Hacksaw Jim Duggan? <laughs> no, is that, that is wasn't that a hacksaw. No, you were making fun of the hacksaw there when you're uh, no. USA. Dude, you are I mean, lucky wearing a... if If we were doing this in person, I would fucking go find a two by four. And I, know. Smash I would find a. Uh, oh. Hello. <laughs> is the best man but no i i just to me that's a perfect example of a guy that was saying hey this, this is a problem um i'm gonna do something very tame in a sense i'm just gonna kneel during the national anthem anthem to promote a very specific topic not not that i hate the flag or i hate the usa or i hate the military but to very much bring into light something like that. And, and I mean, in some ways it's worked. I mean, you look at what hap what's happened with Marcus Peters. You look at what's happened in this city. You look at what's happened with a lot of people and you go like, geez, you know, I, I don't know. I just think that, that the NFL finally realizes that, oh man, we, I don't know. We haven't treated these players quite very well, you know? Um, well, just to, uh, we're running low on time so just to kind of put a bow on it let's do it um, wrap it up so i feel like throughout this whole conversation i may not have uh i may not have, have come off as um what's the word i'm looking for here uh sympathetic to the blm movement yes um certainly not my intention i i, I absolutely 100 percent support their I support that movement, but I, I guess it's one of those things where I look at like where my store is, I literally have in my policies, we do not discriminate, we do not harass, we do not, you sure. know, that type of stuff. So, um, you know, I would hope that everybody that comes in feels welcome, safe, secure, um, Absolutely. You know, for, and and that would be what I would hope that we as a society could do for each other, right? That one hundred percent. You know, as long as they want to give me their money, everything's cool. <laughs> yes, but no, I think that's and that's you're you. 
but I also and your your perspective is so important here yeah. because and, you and are I don't... you know like you're not yeah absolutely you absolutely and I know your heart and I know you support you know you are well, against it's... you are absolutely one hundred percent against racism you are definitely have never you know you're the most like you know oh no I'm welcoming. I'm... I've definitely had some people. accidental racist moments. Uh, you you heard the story about the uh, the grad school thing? I've told you this, right? Oh yeah, that's a beauty. Uh, so we're doing this uh, entrepreneurship, like a report on this entrepreneur, and there's six of us, and our entrepreneur was Lamar Hunt, and we're up there the first week of class, and my part was I I forget what my part was, but in this segment it was kind of the start of the AFL, and I, the points that I was supposed to make were the AFL was the first to uh, adopt and revolutionize the forward pass. Um, uh, yeah. Recruited African American players and had colorful uniforms. Mm. You see where I, you see where I got confused here? Yeah. Got the uh, forward pass part good. You know where I'm going here, right? He mixed the ass. Called yes. them coloreds. Yes. <laughs> they recruited coloreds. Oh, no. Yeah, that is one of those deals where, like, <laughs> you want to keep that word way far away, even if it's, like, so not it's in like, context. Like, so you just accidentally don't let that thing slip in there. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, mortified, dude. I get back to my get back to my table, and they're, they're, like, the square tables where you got, like, you know, six. Next guy goes up. Dude, I'm sitting down in this. This guy just goes, uh, got a little, uh, little confused there. Didn't you? <laughs> I mean, not, not only did I go racist, I'm an 80 year old rate lady racist. Right. right there. With the colors. With yeah, the colors. You yeah. You don't hear that yeah. word too so, often. Uh, but no, I think, so anyway, I think I love the colors. <laughs> but yes, I don't think we want to wrap on that, but yeah, no, just, and that's, what's cool about ultimately like anybody I've had a conversation, including you, like we have very different kind of perspectives on it, but ultimately where we 100% agree is that racism is awful. We have to figure out a way to, to treat each other better on every level. Um, you know, the people in power, the people who, you know, uh, the people who are in the streets, you know, all those things, like we got to figure this out. Um, and well, and again, these the conversations, things- the important thing, and again, it's sad that it takes like what's happened um, to, to kind of spark these conversations, but these are so important. And like, we're, we're, we're continuing. And the question is like, we're obviously better off than we're, where we were and we'll, we'll continue to get better. And I believe in like my children, I know you believe in yours, like their hearts are so much you know, they just are so much better than us in some ways. And so they'll fix it. You know, we just have to bridge it to them, you know, like we just have to get it to them. But well, uh, one thing I, uh, one thing I hope that maybe is a good thing that comes out of this. Um, I hope a lot of these people that are down protesting and these people that are making their voice heard in those types of things might consider a career in law enforcement. I think what a great point. Yeah, because you exactly. can you can, you can impact change culture change by inside in, inside better than because uh, honestly, man, you know, if I were to come in here and tell you how to run your classroom and how to be a better teacher and all of that, it's offensive. But if I but if I have been a teacher or sure. am currently one and I'm trying to impact change, that message is is much better Absolutely. received there versus like you know just. 
an outsider going, you're shitty at your job. Yeah. And then hopefully these changes can make it more appealing, you know, and make it more, again, you know, make people feel better about going number one, increase the pay, you know, and take care of these people. Cause like you said, they are risking their lives, you know, and they are in a tough job. So if you pay them well, if you train them well, like if you do actively work hard, you'll never get rid of, like we've talked about, you know, you'll never get rid of every bad person, you know, but if you're working on it, like if you're trying to, I think that's what people want, you know, and, yeah. and, and that's well, what's and happening. I mean, we've seen some pretty scary, scary things just, you know, I mean, just some of the, some of the militarization, I, I would agree with you on, yeah. but at the same time, I, I would say, uh, you know, if it were happening in front of my business, I'm not going to be like the brother at Target because, you know, there's a lot of us small business owners have gotten our asses handed to us pretty good in 2020. Sure. And so like to just open back up and then all of a sudden, you know, your place gets looted, it gets robbed, it gets burned. I mean, if there's, you just hope that those people are insured yeah to to that right so when when the ceo of target comes out and he's like yeah we can rebuild a store no big deal dude they may or may not rebuild it but i guarantee you that they're filing an insurance claim on all of that oh of course absolutely you know? so oh, the, wow. the 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 ironic thing about you know something like that versus covid-19 if given the choice of having to shut down because of covid-19 or because your place got looted you're probably better off if your place gets looted and burned down yeah. because oh, then, then your, your business interruption and uh, uh, loss of income insurance kicks in versus COVID-19. No, there's no property damage. So you know, so, right. I mean, that's a, that's a weird sad, thing, but sad scenario. That, but that's yeah, man, I, I just hope at. that, uh, you know, I mean, I just, I hope that to borrow from Rodney King, man, if people can just get along. Yeah. Um, and I do think that we've made a, we've made strides, but it's also not my place to say, I think we've made strides. Cause I'm, uh, you know, I, I've never, I, I sh I've never been in a situation where, um, well, well, my brother was pulled over last week and you know, this is kind of one of those stories you would hear about white privilege and maybe we'll just wrap on this, but, uh, cop comes up to the window Hey, caught you going, uh, clocked you going, fuck it, I don't know, 65 and then 35. I don't know. I don't think he was doing that bad. But point being, he, he got caught for speeding. My brother's like, hey, just want to let you know I've got my gun in my car. Uh, paperwork's here, here, and here. Him and the cop end up, you know, they have a conversation for a little bit. My brother gets a ticket that, you know, drives off. Right. Right. Didn't get pulled out of the car. Oh. Didn't get didn't get sat on the curb, didn't get it, you know, didn't get jammed, didn't get his face jammed into the, into the, uh, the, the pavement. Right. Didn't, you know? yeah. They didn't even probably check his papers. They took the, his word on the cop, it. That The cop said something to the effect of, Hey man, as long as I can see your hands, we're fine. Right. You hands know, on the and, wheel. Right. Yeah, you know, exactly. as long as, as long as I can see your hands, we're, we're good. Right. Um, and yeah, and you know, and so, so like, you know, to me with, with the heightened awareness of all of this, I think what happened if my brother was black in that exactly. same situation? Cause he probably is dragged out of his truck or asked to get out of his truck or, 
hundred percent. You know, they want to search the truck and all of a sudden they find, you know, weed or something like that. And now he's got a, an unregistered gun that they ripped up the paperwork in the. Exactly. You know, so those, they, we, we've got to get to a point where that just stops happening on, you know, and, and that's. And you would and hope that you would hope that there's more African-American police officers, that pe- black people that want to be police officers, be, right. you know, Absolutely. like, right. and, and not the one like in boys in the hood. Because the no. black cop in Boys in the Hood was super mean. Yes. No, there's lots of, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make you, yeah, just, it's, it's the idea of just a lot of, lot of training for them because that, that amount of power, like we talked about earlier, can really corrupt and make you really, and like you said, and the stress of what yeah. they see. Well, um, now they're, so yeah. the police are being policed. And so, you know, they're, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. But, well, next week, man, maybe we'll watch a basketball game or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Since we solved the world's problems here, yeah, we're, we're I'm gonna call you time. from. Uh, I'm gonna call you from the beach. So. Ooh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm calling nice. you from the beach. So amazing. Getting loading up the family truckster and heading heading south. So amazing. I'm gonna catch up with uh, Becky from Valdosta and uh, uh, Mike in Nashville, or maybe it's Na- no, it's Nashville, Becky and Mike in Valdosta. There it is. There yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. we're well, gonna go that's... catch up with them. Spend spend a little time. Um, Incredible. Yep, I'm gonna go. You know, because like my granddaddy always said, tan fat looks better than white fat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, that's a yeah. I would agree with that. That's true. All right, buddy. I'll catch up with you. I gotta go get the girl from dance. So I'll, all right. I'll see you. Uh, see you buddy. Have, all right. Take it easy. See ya.